the Jericho Network on Westwood One. Welcome to One on One with Mitch LaFauna. Joining me on this episode, it is singer Jim Crean from the Apathy Brothers Drum Wars. He's got a new solo album out called Insatiable that features, of course, Vinny, Apathy, and Carmine. He's also got Phil Lewis of L.A. Guns, Mike Tramp, formerly of White Lion, the late, great Jimmy Bain, and many, many more. Before checking that out, please check me out on Twitter at Mitch LaFon, M-I-T-C-H-L-A-F-O-N, and on Facebook, one-on-one, Mitch LaFon, and head over to PayPal, paypal.me forward slash Mitch LaFon if you care to support the podcast. And with that, here is Jim Crean. We are speaking with Jim Crean out in Buffalo. The new album is Insatiable on Carmen Apice's Label Rocker Records, or Label Rocker Records, that's right. Uh, good day, Jim. How are you, Mitch? Good, good. Uh, great pleasure to uh, to talk to you. Now, uh, I know you from other contexts as well. You you help out with Michael Tramp or Mike Tramp when he's on tour, and you helped me when I put together this Kiss tribute album. You 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 brought in Magic Touch, but we'll we'll talk about all of that. But uh, let's talk about this album and 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 how you got half of these people on there. I mean, from from Carmine to to Vinny to Mike Tramp, Phil Lewis, Frank Domino. Uh, Jimmy Bain, the the late great Jimmy Bain, I, I should say, Tony Franklin, um, just uh, the people that have been with uh, Rob Halford's band, Phil Nero. The, the the list is on and on and on, and and of course Canadian content. Stan Mitchek, I guess is how you say, it, who's done Honeymoon Suite, Killer Dwarves, and currently with Harem Scarum. So so how does Jim in Buffalo get all these great names on his album? Well, you know, I've been doing this for about 35 years, so I made my these guys, I made friends throughout the years um, in different touring aspects. And, um, you know, I just, I just, when I, when I put this album together, you know, I got to deal through Carmine's label. I also play in a band with Carmine and Vinnie Apice, or Apice, depending on who you talk to. Right, exactly. Um, the, the drum wars. The drum wars, right, correct. And um, we, we, we've been touring for about three and a half years with that. So throughout those years, you know, that time, I, I made a lot of contacts with these guys and just made friends. And, and it's, it, when it came time to do the record, they all just kind of offered their services, which was, has been great. So, so talk to me, for fans that don't know what kind of music, what, t- talk to me about the writing process and, and how long you've had these songs and, and how you chose which song goes to Phil Lewis and which song goes to Mike Tramp. Just, just, just suss out the whole sort of... Process the creative process. Sure, I mean I, I I've been writing since my last album in 2011. I put out an album that uh, Phil Nero and Steve Major is another big Canadian name um, as a producer. Yeah, you know, since that was in 2011, well, we started writing songs right after that. So I started writing songs actually after that. Um, and just when the process came to uh, to do the record. I just kind of figured out who would actually do the best job on each song. And that's kind of how I placed it. Um, Mike Tramp was going to do background vocals on some, some song. We didn't really know which one we were going to put him on. And then, uh, then I came up with the idea to do the old Freak of Nature song, which he was in a band called Freak of Nature after White Lion. Yeah. Wasn't that a great um, band, by the way? Just that, that was just such a great hard rock metal band. I, I'd, I'd love to see him do that again, even if it's just, you know, 10 shows or something. Yeah, I mean, it was most people don't know about that band because it was a very underrated band. They, they really did heavy, heavy touring in Europe, and you know, they really didn't play in the states too much. So, anyways, the, he had the album out 
um, and this song called Can't Find My Way, which I always thought was a great song that kind of got shelved and no one really knew it. So when me and Mike were talking about what song he was going to sing, and I said, well, I'll give that an idea. Why don't we do Can't Find My Way? We just re-recorded, kind of put a newer flavor to it. And uh, he loved the idea. I mean, he absolutely loved the idea. So, um, and, you know, let me speak on, on Mike's behalf. And you and you, um, you, you will attest to this as well, because you know Mike very well as well. He's probably one of the nicest guys in the business. I mean, just a yeah. genuine, true, nice person, you know. So, um, and, and I'll say, sorry to cut you off, but I'll add also just his sense of loyalty. I mean, I've interviewed him many, many times, and I know him, and... I don't know. I don't want to say he feels an obligation, but when there's time to announce something, he'll come to me and say, "Hey, let's do an interview." Let's, like he, he, you know, he could talk to any reporter, and there's just this loyalty of the guys that have supported him. I'm going to support you back, and and I truly appreciate that from Mike. Well, yeah, that's how he is. He he doesn't forget people. That's for sure. He's one of those guys that, if, you know, if you do right by him, he'll you got a friend for life, and and it's how me and Mike been for years, and. um you know, ironically enough, when, when I did the record, time came to record the song, Can't Find My Way, you know, I had booked some studio time, and he had a gig. We were on tour. I tour with him, like you said earlier. I Every every year he comes to the States, I do a bunch of tours with him. And in Canada, and that's when I actually saw you uh, a couple of years ago. When we were in Canada, if you recall. But in anyways, Ottawa, um, in the old uh, Ottawa. Bourbon Street bar that's no longer there. But uh, we'll have to get oh, you back no. up here to the Brass Monkey, which is where all the action's happening now. Yeah, Dion and uh, Scotty, who ran that place, bought over the the Brass Monkey, and it's, it's a great venue, and we got to get you and Mike absolutely up there for a show. Oh, great. Yeah, definitely. After we do the interview, let's get some contact info on that. Yep. But um, so what happened was Mike was on this last tour. Mike... Um, had a gig that I wasn't involved in. He was playing out of, out of buff out of the area and he canceled the gig to actually go to the studio with me to record. I mean, that's like you said, the back to the loyalty thing. That's how loyal this guy is. He said, you know what? I'd rather do the recording with you and, and be there with you. And uh, so that, that's, that's a class act right there. You know what I mean? So that's how that, that one came together. As far as Phil Lewis goes, um, Phil and I have been friends. I've been touring with LA Guns for year, many years. And um, every time they come up to the East Coast, we always, as a support act for that. So um, when I told my, or Phil that we were doing the record, he was like, well, let me know what you need me to do. Now. So then we thought about that one. And I said, you know what? Another cool song would be Over the X. So we did the old LA Guns song and it came out amazing. So That's and, a great um, song too. Great, great song. It's a great song. It's and a, a great, great song. version. I'm sorry? And a great version that you guys did. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, we tried staying true to the, the original, but with my flavor, my style. And then Phil, you know, he sang it kind of a little different, too, because he did all the harmonies on it. So it, it was just kind of, it was came out really good. Um, I had Glenn Nash, you know, play on it from Sass Jordan. He's a good friend of mine as well, um, Canadian guy. So he did a bang up job on the on the drums and uh, it was just it came out really good. So then, um, as far as uh, getting Frank Domino involved, he's been one of my you know influences as a kid, the old angel. And uh, we did a show with uh, Drum Wars up in Vegas, which was a really cool show. Um, you know, Andrew Dice Clay was there. Uh, Chair Top announced us. It was a really good show. Frank was there. And uh, so I called Frank up and he did a couple songs with us. And after the, after the, the show, we were hanging out backstage and I said to Frank, I go, hey, I'm, I'm doing a new record. If you're interested in uh, 
singing on it. Absolutely. Well, ironically enough, that afternoon, um, me and Vinny were talking to Jimmy Bain, and he agreed to play on it too. So we decided to do the Dio song, um, Caught in the Middle. So Frank did that one with me and him did that duet on it. It came out really cool as well. Yeah, so that, so when you go through all this stuff and you, you're you doing some of these covers and stuff, do you have a hard time sort of choosing which ones to go with, or are these sort of your favorite songs from these bands? You know, that's a great question, and I haven't been asked that one. That Kind of both, you know. Um, the deal thing, you know, Vinny, Vinny said to me, he goes, you know, you, sound, you sing a lot like Ronnie when, when we do the drum wars shows, and he said, um, you should do a deal song on there, prior to us going to Vegas and do that tour, we did the rehearsals in, in Los Angeles and Jimmy Bain was there watching us rehearse or whatever. And, uh, you know, so I became friends with him there and then. And, um, he said, well, we, you know, me and Jimmy have played for you with Dio's rhythm section. You know, how cool would that be? So I said, we got to do a Dio song. And I always thought Cotton in the Middle was a very underrated song. A lot of people don't even know the song, believe it or not. And, um, it's off the Holy Diver album. So that's how that one came about. And, uh, you know, some of the covers that we did on the record, um, it's just kind of both. I, I, I like the songs a lot, but they just kind of all happened. You know what I mean? It wasn't kind of like, oh, got to have that one on there. It just kind of all fell in, in the place like that. I initially didn't want to do a cover, you know, have that many covers on the record because I have enough originals written. But it just seemed to, you know, to fall in place that way. And and, the, and they turned out great. So. So we, we're, let's talk Drum Wars for a second. You put out the Drum Wars live album back in uh, 2014, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. About two years yep. ago. Um, yep. What's the, uh, you know, recently Vinny and Carmine announced that they were going to be doing an album together. Is that something mm-hmm. that you're going to be involved with? Yes. Um, what we're doing is it's a pledge campaign. It's kind of a great idea. Pledge new campaigns agent. are great, yeah. Yeah, our new agent came up with the, the concept and uh, decided that, you know, let's have the fans be part of it. Because that's what this is. The, the drum war shows, that's what it's all about. It's very fan interacting. Um, people, the misconception that it's a drum clinic, it's it's not. It's an actual concert. We do a history of the brothers, you know, complete history we do. Anywhere from Dio, Rod Stewart, Cactus, Vanilla Fudge, you know, um, Blue Murder. We do it all. So the fans interact and you know, we get, I get the fans singing along with the songs and it's kind of a cool thing. So then we decided we're going to do a, a studio album. We're going to put, we're going to put a lot of the old songs on there, you know, kind of the way we do them, but the fans can, you know, they can pledge to it and get their name in the liner notes and things like that. I thought it was kind of a cool idea. So yeah, the live album that we did was really cool. We did that one at the Iridium in New York city. We did two shows and, um, they brought a mobile unit out and just recorded the band live. It's purely a live, a live album. I mean, it's it's a complete live album. Yeah. So it came out really cool. I'm really proud of that album. Uh, let me just let me just clarify on, on the pledge music thing. So you're going to be redoing some of the standards or the classics or whatever. But will there be mm-hmm. any original songs from from Carmine and Vinny or some of yours that that we've never heard before? Yes. Okay. Um, there's some drum pieces that they wrote together that are really cool. And then there's a couple of songs that, you know, the three of us, I, I mean, I, I, we all wrote them and, um, you know, arranged them. And, and, and then, of course, we're going to do a couple surprise, I guess, I, I hate to use the word covers because they were part of those bands, but songs like that, that's from their history. Well, we'll, we'll call them uh, remakes or something instead of covers. But, okay, so, because when I first 
heard of the album and you hear the two drummers, you're thinking, oh my God, it's going to be, you know, this drum solo album, but it's actually going to be sort of a, a nod to the past kind of thing. Absolutely. Okay. And, that's great. That's, and, that's fantastic. And when you, I mean, when you see these guys play together in time like that and sync it, I mean, which is a really tough thing to do, and it's just such a powerful show. I mean, that's why we did the live album. We didn't do it with any intention of doing a live album. They just happened to have a mobile unit there. I think they were recording Richie Sambora or something like that um, a couple of nights before we played there. So they had the whole mobile unit set up, and they, they asked us, well, you know, um, would you guys be interested in, in doing this? And so we got a record deal right off the bat with um, Cleopatra Records, and uh, that's kind of how that whole thing happened. But when you listen to it, you hear the drums so powerful, and that's kind of, we did the live albums, wow, wouldn't it be cool to do a studio album with this much power, you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's, that's how the whole thing came about. So, so you got to deal with Brian uh, Pereira over at Cleopatra. Now, let's quickly you know, talk, yeah. pardon me? Yeah, Brian's great, yeah. Yeah, Brian's great. Uh, yeah, I, I did work years ago with Brian on a Phil Lewis album and L.A. Guns and stuff. Um, let's talk about the tribute album that I put together, A World with Heroes. And, you know, I, I, I'm able to email Vinny and all that. And I had when I was trying to put it together. And he, and he had said sort of, well, not sort of. He sort of went, no, I'm not doing a Kiss tribute. Are you kidding me? And yeah. you came along and you convinced him. So... Talk to me about how you convinced him, and then the choice of the song Magic Touch, which is on Insatiable as well, is very interesting because you, you look at, at Vinny and, and you know Black Sabbath and Dio and all that, and Kiss have songs that are heavy, right? You know, they could have done The Oath or something like that. How sure. did you get him to do sort of the disco song, and, and how did you convince him? I mean, he, he was like, uh-uh, I don't like it. Well, not that I don't like Kiss, but he goes, I'm not going to cover Kiss. I was in Sabbath. I'm not covering Kiss, right? Um Talk to me about that, and and then of course using it on Insatiable too. That is a a great question, by the way. Um, seriously, not to you on that question. That's a cool question because there's a backstory behind that. So you know when you first put this thing together, which by the way is uh, was an awesome project that you put together. Thank you. I did about I did about ten interviews in the last week, and I bring it I bring your name up and. and and I bring, of course, the, the project up as well. So I'm proud of it. It's a great, it's a great C, double CD, and um, so I talk about it all the time in my interviews. Yeah, and thank However, you for that. And and I'll just and before I'll, I'll cut you off again. But what, what was great about that was, first of all, we raised over thirty five thousand for the hospice home in uh, Vaudreuil or in Dorion, Canada, which was great. But it also was, you know, I think I, I have a feeling that people would have donated the money for cancer care and for KISS, regardless of the quality. And, and, and I think that it would have been a success regard. But the songs on there that you put together and that all the artists, they really put their heart and soul into it and they made a product that not only benefited people, but they can be proud of as musicians. Like, that's a really good, ver you know? And so kudos to everybody, absolutely everybody that was involved um, on that and, and and of course a big thank you to everybody because you know it was my wife's father that passed away from cancer and we were supporting the hospice that he was in and so you know but anyway go on no no yeah and to elaborate on that you know at that at that time when we were recording that you know i, I had i was actually on the phone with phil lewis and he, me and him were talking about because i know phil's on it and phil was real proud proud to be about part of it and i'm friends with terry too from great white and he was proud to be on it so you know it only made sense. Everybody on the record, 
all big name guys, by the way, you, you were, you were able to round up a bunch of, you know, national big name guys who are, most of them on the record are all my friends. So it was kind of a cool thing that I was a part of it with them and we all kind of talked about it and, and all decided what a great, great deal this is, you know? So it really was cool. Yeah. So, you know, when you first put it together, you know, you got Rex and you got the guys from, at the time Vinny was in a, um, in that band, um, I can never remember. That. Kill Devil Hill. Kill Devil Hill. I can never remember that. Even when we talk about Anyway, so Vinny was in Kill Devil Hell, and you pretty much got almost all the guys from Kill Devil Hell, except Vinny on it. And and uh, then when, I think Phil Narrow was the one that reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I'm going to be on this. And Phil did a great job on it, by the way. But Phil said to me, he goes, I'm going to be on this, and you would, you would be great on this, you know, being a Kiss fan, and, you know, just the way you sing, you know, you do a good job. So he reached out to you, I believe, and then you reached out to me. However, it happened. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. We, you know, I, we, we were gonna. I was gonna. We. I was gonna do a twelve-song tribute in and out. Thank you very much, and let, let's move on. And it grew to forty songs. And and Phil had a big part of that. He'll say, you know, he said, "Hey, man, I'll I'll get Jim and I, and we'll do Magic Touch and this and that." And and I was sort of like, "Well, I'm I, I have my twelve songs and." And then he said Vinny, and then and then of course there was this guy and that guy and the guys from Tesla, and I was just like, all right, we 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 got to go, you know, go go big or go home, right? So we grew to yeah. forty songs, and and Phil was very instrumental in that. And I'm glad because it came out the package, every from everything from the package into just all the qualities. There's not one bad sounding. Everything's top quality, professionally recorded, and that's kind of you know when you I've been on tons of these kind of um you know, I guess, uh, compilation records, right. or however you want to benefit records, whatever you want to call them. And then, you know, I would take pride in my recordings. I always, you know, put everything I got into it. And so, so many times I'm on these recordings and my, my, my song is real professional recorded. sounds great. And you get a couple other ones and you go, Oh, how this guy even release this? You know what I mean? And there's nothing like that on yours. Every, every song is professionally recorded, top notch, and it's all got name, big name artists on it. So, for the fans out there, if you don't have this, I highly suggest to find either the download or, or yeah. you know, if there's a physical copy. Well, uh, you know, I, I have four them. physical copies left, but it is on iTunes. Um, strangely, though, to find it, if you type in A World With Heroes, you can't find it. But if you type in Kiss Tribute, it pops right up. So oh, That's probably even <laughs> easier, though. People can say Kiss Tribute, there it is. Yeah, well, and, I uh, recommend anybody, anybody to get that because it's, it's, it's great. But back to the Vinny question. So, yep. you know, he he did decline with you with uh, to do a song on it. And um, behind closed doors, he told me, he goes, I hate Kiss. I never was a Kiss fan. I, you know, wasn't a big, big Kiss fan, you know. So that's, his, you know, his choice. He said, I never was a big Kiss fan. Plus, I wasn't, like you said, I was in Black Sabbath. It's kind of weird for me to tribute a, a band that was, at, you know, touring it together at the same time, same level, you know. So... I understood that. He told me that prior to um, me being asked to contribute to it, the moment um, Phil brought it to my attention, I called Vinny and I said, "Hey, guess what you're doing?" He goes, "What?" I go, "You're doing a kiss. Tri- you're doing a kiss tribute band, kiss tribute to, uh, album after all with me." He's like, uh, "Okay, why?" And I said, "Well, we're doing Magic Touch. I'm, I'm going to send you the files. We're going to get this thing done." And Vinny was like, "You know, I'm that close of friends with Vinny where he couldn't say no to me." So he was like. Absolutely. All right, let's get it done. And he did an amazing job on it. I mean, right. he just drove he yeah. drove that song 
and just, I mean, made Peter Chris sound like a, a drum guy. <laughs> you know? No, and, and it's great because, because I think if you had picked any other song, had you gone like with 100,000 Years or one of the heavier songs, it would have been like, okay, Vinny's doing the heavy song. But this made it special because ha having him do Magic Touch, which is from, you know, Dynasty and Lighter, it just adds that now we've, you've like added meat to that bone, you know? It, it, it was just such a brilliant move. Really just a brilliant move. Yeah, because I thought about it heavily, and, and I always thought Magic Touch was one of those songs that just kind of was out of its element on Dynasty. You know, you had, I, you know, I was made for loving you, and all those kind of popular, like you said, disco-y songs, and, and Magic Touch was kind of a commercial rock song, but I always thought it kind of st stood out, and it had a great hook. And I thought, you know, I mean, I, I always thought Paul seems great, you know, so I always thought, well, but that metal part with the falsetto, I thought that's got to be sung like you got, you know, like you're, like you're really with it. And that's how we did it. We, we, I kind of took that falsetto out and we sang it more straightforward. And I think we made a good choice on doing that. Um, and of course, with Vinny, it's just pounding drums. I mean, it's so much power to that song. So what happened was when it came time to do my record, you know, when we do these, when we release these in Europe and Japan, um, they always like to have bonus tracks. So I was going to do a couple of my originals for bonus tracks. And I said, you know what? We got that Kiss song that was in the World with Heroes. I said, and Vinny did such a great job. And all the fans just absolutely love it. Um, I remember you sending me, uh, you sent me a chart. Of, I think we did really well in like somewhere, Scotland or something like that, that we were top sales. I, I do remember. I don't, I don't remember who it was. Um, you sent me a chart that we were in like number one of sales for for that download or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was. Um, I'm trying to think. I was getting iTunes reports, and it had gone to like number yeah. one in the iTunes, and I was like, "Oh, geez, wow, okay." <laughs> yeah. So, and I remember you telling, you sending me that. I thought, how cool is that? You know, out of all these songs, Magic Touch was picked number one. How cool is that in iTunes with the downloads? Forever. And I so, really think that has I, a lot to do with Vinny. I think a lot of the Sabbath fans and Kiss fans went. Wait, what? I gotta check yeah. that out. You know, for sure, for sure, because you got a guy who's at that same level who's willing to do that. It was kind of really cool. So, um, I thought, well, fans, and I got so many, so much feedback from that. Fans going, how do I get this whole thing? And what? So I thought, you know, that's perfect. We'll put that one on there. And I'm glad I did because I'm still getting it to this day with Insatiable. People are like, really cool choice doing the Kiss song, and and I and I always give you props. I say, well, you can thank. You can thank Mitch for that one because that would have never, ever seen, ever been recorded by us if you, if it wasn't for you. I mean, absolutely, I would have never recorded that song for my my solo album. I would, have, it would have never happened. And um, so you get props for that, and, and it's become a fan favorite. People absolutely love that song. Right. I, so hopefully, if we go see Drum Wars, you'll you'll be doing it. No, but the other thing which, which I think is great for you, having put it on Insatiable, is that when I approached all the artists i said to them listen i'm gonna make a thousand copies of the cd that is it that is all when it is done don't worry about it you're not signing your life away where i'm gonna make thirty thousand copies and keep selling this for 20 years because i didn't think that would be respectful and, and so now folks that didn't get it on a world with heroes and i literally have four copies left behind me uh, that i could sell um yeah. People can still get that song in the physical form. It is up on iTunes, and you can get it, you know, in digitally. But the physical form, uh, now people can get it on Insatiable, which is which is cool, cool for the fans. 
It is, you know, and it's really what when I do these records, I just do it for the fans, you know. Nowadays in this business, in the world, in the world of music business, when you release records, you know, you're fooling yourself if you think you're going to, you know, sell millions of copies. It's for the fans. It really is. I mean, we, me and Carmine have talked about this. Uh, even when we, because Carmine still releases a lot of records. That was, you know, Fog and Cactus and, you know, even my stuff, you know, on his label. And it's always, we don't go into it with the intentions of, we're going to sell, you know, 10 million copies. You go into it with the intention of, you know, hopefully the fans enjoy it, really. And, um, and that, like I said, what you did with World of Heroes, I, I can't thank you enough for including me in it. If you ever do something like that again, I really want to be a part of it. Um, but it was a cool thing, and yeah. so I'm glad. I'm glad it it really was. It. Uh, let's just get back to to, to Drum Heroes because we we should wrap this up in a couple of minutes. But in terms of touring for the rest of 2016, 2017, are you going out just to support Insatiable, or are you getting out there with Mike and and helping him, Mike Tramp getting around? the states and canada are you doing Vinny and carmine drum wars what are we doing in terms of those sort of three separate pro- entities i guess we'll call them sure um i just got off the road with mike trap me and him did uh eight dates here in the states he's in he's currently touring the u.s right now there's no plans for canada this year unfortunately um but i think next year we're talking canada again and, and more of a more of a focus on canada as opposed to just we only did like two or three dates i think last year um this time it's going to be more of a focus on canada because there's a big market for 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 that in, in canada so i just got off the tour with mike um about three weeks two weeks ago um and we're going back i'm going back out with uh the peace brothers we're going to be going to south america and we're going to um australia with wow. that that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Some big festivals too. Some really big things to you know, big festivals and those, they have so many big festivals out there. Uh, they get like hundred thousand people at these things. It's really cool. So we got a couple of those booked already um, through our new management. And uh, and as far as the Insatiable, you know, I'm in a cover band called Hair Nation. Um, it's a hair metal band. We tour up and down the East Coast, and I've just been just kind of selling selling my and promoting my album that way as well because we do a bunch of the songs on that so that's kind of what, what keeps me busy wow that's that's really cool um so yeah we'll definitely have to get you up up here and uh, we'll help you with that uh, jim jim a great pleasure and, and for those who, who haven't checked out insatiable or haven't heard of it you you definitely should uh hit over to jimcreen.net uh j-i-m-c-r-e-a-n.net you can pick it up there and some of the other stuff. And, um, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Uh, thank you. Mitch, thank you. You do a great job, and uh, it's an honor to be a friend of yours. So yeah. thanks again, buddy. Absolutely, anytime. And there you have it, folks, my interview with singer Jim Crean. The new album is Insatiable. Please do yourself a favor and check that out. While checking stuff out, head over to Twitter and check me out, at Mitch LaFon, M-I-T-C-H-L-A-F-O-N, one-on-one Mitch LaFon on Facebook. And paypal.me forward slash Michelafon should you care to support the podcast. And with that, I bid you a fond farewell. Bonsoir. Adios. Bye for now. Oh my.